Hello, Claire. Thanks for coming on. Oh, hi. Great to be here. Thank you for inviting me. My pleasure. Have you had a nice summer? It's um, it's been a busy summer. So I've got three children, two teenagers and a 12-year-old. And I felt like I was just constantly juggling. So <laughs> kind of fitting work in around what was going on with the kids. And then um, we did have a holiday, but it was a it was a glamping trip. So right. um, it was it was quite full on. But yeah, it was it was a good summer. But I'm actually really happy my kids have gone back to school so that I can just get some headspace. Yeah, it's all when. <laughs> Um, when it's summer, my wife's always quite excited for the kids to, to break up and spend a bit more time uh, at home. <clears throat> but it comes to the end of the summer and she's um, she's pleased like you that they've gone back to school. We we met at a workshop. I I can't remember how many months ago it was, but it was a workshop I was running at HSBC, if I remember rightly. Was it on SEO? Was that it was. It was? Yeah, it was. Yes. I was coming to um, learn and, and grab some knowledge on SEO, which is a minefield. It um, is. It, it, even for me. I mean, it's uh, I know quite a lot about the sort of upper levels of it. But there's there's people I work with who, who dive fairly deep on it but hopefully you managed to walk away with a few things yeah no you said shared some really great tips no I really enjoyed it it was nice and um it was fun yeah it was good although they, they need to up their game on the biscuits I think I have uh, I've passed on my <laughs> feedback to, to them on that um, well I'm sugar free so oh well not there for the biscuits but one of the things I mentioned as part of search optimization was about getting backlinks from people guest posting and things like that and that uh, and I mentioned that actually if you came on as a podcast guest that is one way that you can you can get that backlink and that prompted this conversation. But actually, you're not just coming on to get the backlink. Now, you've got an interesting story to tell as well. So I want you to dive in to that. And, and it's all about how marathon running and training for it and preparing for it has really developed to you and helped the businesses that you work in and, and run. So I, I do want to come come to that. But but first, just give me a bit of background about how you work at the moment. I know you're working with a company called Brave Dog. Tell me a little bit about that. So I feel like I've got kind of two hats and then my mummy hat. I've got my own business. I'm a confidence coach. And so I work with entrepreneurs. And I think we're going to come on to that bit in in a bit later. Yeah, in terms of Brave Dog. So pre-kids, I worked in advertising in London. And this is kind of feels like a little bit of that. Yeah. So um, Nick, the MD, I'd known for quite some time. And they were looking for someone else to sort of join their very sort of small agency team. And what seemed to be sort of missing in there was someone to do that nurturing and that people bit and build those relationships because ultimately that, that's how business is done. So I'm head of partnerships at Brave Dog. So I'm there three part-time days, which is nice because I like working in the sort of team environment because when I'm coaching, it's mostly one-to-one. So it just brings a different kind of variety and different challenges to me. And What's great about being in a small company is you get kind of eyes on everything. So mm. as a business owner, actually, I've learned a huge amount. But yeah, in terms of what we do, there there are branding and design agency and strategic consultancy. So yeah, some exciting work that we do. And it's a lovely site too. I I, I really like some of the stuff. It's quite simple in some ways visually, but I'd imagine technically looking at how some of it works, it's uh, got a little bit to it. The about page, but scrolling through, mm. it's got this lovely text scroller on here. 
um, yes. through the title. Like I love that. that. It actually took me a little <laughs> while. It, it, it got me, I was quite engaged by moving up and down, trying to read what was there. I love that. <laughs> and this is just your team page, but nicely done here. Your picture caught, caught my eye on here. What's happening in this photo or what has just happened? Do you know, I actually don't know what was going on. We were doing a photo shoot and when the photos came back, there was this one and my creative director was like, that is brilliant. I'm having that photo on the team page. I was like, oh my God, no, like that's not the photo I want to put on there but we wanted to add it just to show you know we've got personality and character but I can't tell you what what we were talking about but clearly very funny well for people who are just listening on audio it looks like someone has thrown a bucket of cold water (laughs) over you but there's no water (laughs) you look very shocked but in some ways yes okay you you may not appreciate that image so much but actually I think it is it's engaging it's different it stopped me certainly I thought it was quite interesting so actually the other guys in the image you know as part of the team they need that Matt and Nick I think they need (laughs) the images too fair otherwise you get guys get involved in maybe is there one or two uh, interesting projects that you've been working on recently yeah we have some really interesting projects and get to um, work with some incredible kind of really visionary entrepreneurs who you know really want to kind of take on the world which is always fun to work with those kind of people who want to move at like a fast pace Mm. and get stuff done a project that we've been recently working on uh, we've just relaunched an IT brand we renamed them we've completely obviously they've got a whole new brand identity off the back of that um, new website and we're now delivering all their marketing as well so um, yeah that's been quite exciting because they've literally come right from you know the start all the way through kind of our processes that we kind of are experts in so that's been fun and then um, another example is we're working with a defense company and we are we've just um, created part of their marketing is doing a cycle challenge for charity Mm -hmm. so they're exhibiting at a big defense show up in edinburgh in october and so the whole sort of won't go into detail because it's it's really quite complex industry and i don't really understand exactly what they do part of what they're trying to um share with kind of their clients at the moment is about being fit and ready for the next level of technology and information that they need to be on board with and so we put together this campaign called fit and ready and so part of that is cycling to edinburgh some of it virtually some of it done the last hundred miles will be done some of the team doing that that cycle so um yeah raising money for mine so really really nice project to work on great clients up for doing something different and kind of standing out particularly in that industry if you imagine everyone is pretty the same you know very military background everyone looks the same they're a really fun client to work with yeah and I guess that the challenge there is getting the right clients who are willing to do something different because it's it's all well and good you know you having that as your strap line but either convincing existing clients to do that or finding the right clients is hard but once you do I'd imagine it gives you an advantage because you you can really do something different and interesting yeah it's where we get to do our best work when we have clients like that yeah yeah and it's it's fun a little bit different before we finish on this and move over to your coaching business there's something that caught my eye in the journal which I thought was quite funny the top article here why why Swindon isn't as bad as people from (laughs) London think it is Um, obviously people watching the video can see what what word is actually there great again caught my eye the article isn't quite as rude about it when you go into it It's, it's a nice start actually nice 
nice feel for the site. So as an example of a site that is a little bit different, breaking some of the conventional bounds of having menu, masthead image, just other content. This actually is quite an interesting case study and looking mm. at something different. Just before we move on to your coaching side of things, I just want to just quickly talk about our sponsor, if that's okay, Claire. Um, so our sponsor is in the Inventive Marketing Club. It's something I run on a monthly basis. Um, you can access it through our Inventive People site. So if you hop over to inventivepeople.co.uk, go to Inventive Internet Marketing, and then click on our club, then you can find out more details there. Uh, essentially, monthly webinar, as I said, where we dive into subjects such as search optimization, uh, Google Analytics, and uh, most recently, image editing, where I did a screen share, a live screen share, going through some typical examples that are quite usual, really, for people who are making social media icons, avatars, and just doing general Im image processing for their websites. So that was a particularly useful one for a lot of our clients and club members. It's just £250 for the year, excluding VAT. If you buy the year, then you get a 60-minute one-to-one with me as well, so we can talk about anything marketing related. Um, however, if you want a free ticket, you can get on the guest list. You just need to email me, that's on hello at ratherinventive.com, uh, and I'll make sure you get a free trial ticket so you can test it out and be part of the club for that month and, and see what goes on and see whether you like it. To get on the guest list, just email me, hello at ratherinventive.com. Right, thank you for that. So I want to move on to the coaching side of your business. Just talk a little bit more about that if you want. So yeah, I'm a confidence coach. So I basically work with entrepreneurs, mostly female, though um, I am working with a man as well at the moment. Men still have the same issues, I find, as women. Absolutely. We're all human. Yeah, so mostly entrepreneurs and, and really sort of helping them transform their self-esteem, their self-confidence so that they can accelerate success in their life. So whether that's their business, their work or just, you know, their relationship, it's all intertwined, I always feel. So, yeah, very much working on a one-to-one -one basis. So mostly kind of work with my clients on a weekly basis, um, run workshops as well, which I really enjoy okay. and do quite a lot of motivational speaking as well, which is another big passion of mine. In terms of how you run your one-to-ones, is that in person or do you do something like this, a sort of a, a remote or a Zoom call? Both actually. Um, so it really depends on the location of the person. I do find a lot of my clients do really like to meet face-to-face. -face. So if I can, I will try to do that. But obviously they need to be local to me. I've done both. And with the workshops, why why do you do those? Is that a revenue generator? Is it something you enjoy doing it? Um, what, what's the re reason behind that? There's a real power in getting a, a group of people together. Um, and almost you're just facilitating a conversation around mm. a table. You're Particularly with women, I find, I've only, only run women's workshops, they will all kind of help each other, give each other, you know, tips and advice. It, it's just got a completely different vibe. It does take a lot of my energy and obviously a lot of preparation yeah there's something really kind of nice to see how women really support each other in that way and most often they all have the same kind of obstacles or mm. problems and it's just like you know I'll just ask a question and suddenly it all comes up there's normally tears as well um, but you know it's all part of the process of kind of detoxing from this stuff so um, yeah it's got a different energy um, and, and are they paid workshops is it something you do to generate income yeah. or is it are they yeah. Right, okay. yeah they're paid workshops and then from that that's often I'll, I'll get one-to-one -one clients from that great yeah yeah so it's I mean something yeah. we found that workshops work really well for that I, I like doing it test my knowledge make sure I know what I'm talking about because otherwise people will challenge you on something yeah that's good but also just meeting new people that potential mm. of that, new, that new audience in terms of so coming on to the topic of running a marathon how, how did that start where did that come from have you always been uh, active yeah. and interested in in running or is this something that's come to you later on it's a very good question because there's um, a story there 
when I was a teenager at school, I was the girl who was always picked last in PE, kind of, you know, would hear people say, oh, God, she's like rubbish at catching. You don't want her on team or whatever. So uh, so you can completely empathise with this. Yes, I was always that one just waiting for someone, please, to take me on their team. Because of all of that, I didn't realise actually how much that really ingrained in my kind of beliefs about myself in terms of like doing sport, created this sort of big story around it, you know, that, that actually impacted family games of cricket, be there to hold the picnic and put the blanket out and do all those things to avoid actually having to catch a ball or play because I, I hadn't really had any practice of it because I hadn't really got stuck in at school. And it was probably when my children were quite young, I started to get a little bit more time. You know, they were starting to go to school and preschool. And I was like, you know, suddenly had some time to be able to think about maybe doing some exercise and really wanted to be healthy for my children, really, so I could run around and play football with them. I uh, started sort of going to the gym and doing a bit of running. And I remember I used to put my makeup on in case I ever bumped into someone and if I did bump into someone I'd absolutely die because I was just like oh my god you know like me running and obviously you know I've got this whole story and belief about actually I'm really bad at sport but anyway I kept going and at the time I was actually working with a coach and it was actually what he taught me which was around you know really managing my mindset and that's really how you approach marathons so it's been a, a journey from you know running 20 minutes and thinking oh my god I'm going to die to suddenly just really just building things up step by step very small step so you know started with a 10k run then went to a half marathon done a few of those and then I think there was just always this little thing in, inside of me sort of thinking, little voice sort of saying, yeah, maybe one day you could do a marathon. You know, my PE teachers would laugh now if they even knew that I'd actually run three now. So, you know, it's like, and all my friends from school are like, my God, that's really incredible. So, yeah, it's been a journey. And I'd say it's a lot of it has been mostly managing my mind rather than actually the doing and the physical side. And that's, that's such a shame, isn't it? Because in some ways, missed out on some of this activity when you were younger because of mm. how you felt and how other people perceived you and as you found it is really just down to your mind and how you change things and you've managed to achieve some of these goals quite well it's just a shame that that's something that people couldn't have helped with when you're younger when you're at school yeah. and sort of motivated you to do it it might be different now I, I'm trying to think back um, with with my children how how things are with school they certainly do a lot more activities and they're trying to make it a lot more inclusive it, it's a shame really because you, you've missed out a lot however you've it, yeah. it may, maybe spirited you to go even further than some, some people who, who would have been picked in the team yes I think one bonus is I haven't I don't tend to get any injuries touch wood because I haven't done shed loads of sport in, in my younger years so you know there's, there's always a always a positive there is always a bright I like physical activity but um a, a marathon doesn't <laughs> doesn't excite me at all <laughs> anyone so, can do a marathon so uh, just talk to me about the process maybe that's mm. quite relevant to your the, yeah. the business you're doing now in terms of coaching in terms of sort of maintaining uh, a high enough energy uh, talk to me about that process of going through and how that helps you yeah so um you're absolutely right the the mindset you need for running a marathon is exactly the same as running the business it's just kind of like taking that daily action and and committing so from a marathon perspective you know it's thinking about how much sleep you're getting you know what you're eating you know how am i going to fit in the number of miles i need to do before i've got to take all the kids to all their clubs on a saturday morning i'm sure you can uh, relate so it was like um having a kind of no 
matter what attitude really um having a, a you know like a really felt like a really big hairy scary goal um when I first committed to the London Marathon you know I was like really didn't really know how I was going to do it but I believed in myself and I trusted that I would actually be able to do that just really by learning from what I'd already done and just taking it step by step and I think in business it's the same you know it's taking those daily actions you know that consistency and and setting yourself goals so that you've got something to strive towards not everyone believes in setting goals but I know for myself it really works and for most of my clients it really works I've got a friend who's a really high level coach works with like CEOs of companies she never ever sets goals at all nope that's not her thing but she is an incredibly high achiever yeah it's kind of working out what really drives you and for me it's about setting a goal and and actually publicly sharing that goal because actually once you've put that on Facebook and social media and said I'm running the marathon well yeah I really then had to do it you know there was no getting out of it yeah so that's kind of been the process but I'd say it's 80% mindset and just really believing you can do it um I used a lot of visualization imagining myself and seeing myself cross the right. line okay. and what that would feel like um and that's incredibly powerful and I and I teach that to my clients as well in business you know what will it look like um for you to have reached that level in your business what does that feel like in terms of your emotions that really cements for your subconscious mind to go out and then find those opportunities to achieve it so um, I like the idea of visualization I've, I found it difficult mm. um difficult to use myself on my own do you think that's something which is easier if someone else is asking you those questions and prompting you to do it personally I need someone to keep me accountable so having a coach is like absolutely spot on for me to help me you know reach the goals that I want to achieve and I think yeah it's it's creating a habit isn't it mm. so it's like you know we go and brush our teeth every morning but do you go and do a meditation every morning or or if you decided you wanted to do that so it's like visualization I see is is one of those habits that you need to sort of find five minutes a day to just sort of focus on it might be first thing in the morning it just depends yeah I think once you've got those really good healthy habits in place you can change so many things in your life are there any uh, just thinking more practically about the training and the process you've gone through to get that mindset and the habit is there anything any sort of techniques you've used apart from visualization to help cement those habits and, and bring you from someone who is becoming more active to someone who can run a marathon visualization was a really big one actually in terms of your thoughts so our thoughts um, impact our feelings our actions and then our results really managing my thoughts was key so you know if you're giving power to something like oh, oh I'm never going to be able to run 19 miles today after a while yeah it's going to feel pretty hard and probably you might not be able to do it so um, if you believe you can you can if you believe you can't you most likely can't so really managing my thoughts that was key Gain publicly sharing mm. a really good one kind of trusting in the process and really strengthening that belief really and you can do that in lots of different ways some people use affirmations I found actually just running on my own I could there was a lot of chatter that would go on and I'd find that was probably the biggest challenge but that was how I think I helped to really strengthen the belief that I could do it because 
I would just throw in really positive kind of statements like, you know, you can do this, you're nearly there, you look how far you've come, you know, that really helped me myself and still does when I go out running because, you know, not always easy, even when you run a marathon. <laughs> Something you said there about telling yourself you can do it, you can go that little bit uh, extra distance. I remember I, I do kickboxing now, started many years ago doing Kung Fu, uh, only, only because uh, my wife encouraged me to, to do something extra in the evening but I remember I, I always knew I could never do press-ups that's something I, I thought well, I, I can never I can't do press and I couldn't but it's not that I can't do them I just couldn't do them at that time just doing some of the training for kickboxing as you may know is it will be press-ups that's really part of it um, if you need to punch hard you need to you need to strengthen up those arms and yeah first time I found it really hard I could probably do one but then actually as you do them you do get stronger you build up because your yeah. your body starts saying oh okay they need stronger muscles and they're calling on that need and then I got to a point where I can do say 10 without not being too much an issue but then the instructor says right do 20 and you're getting up to 15 <laughs> and you're like I, I can but, but I know I will just try and do 20 even if yeah. I can't it doesn't matter but I, I know I can try to get and yeah. I, I found that really useful just in my head going this is horrible but I can do it I can do it I yeah. can move on that even, yeah. it doesn't matter whether you will succeed or not but the fact is you know you can just try that little bit more and just yeah. doing that next time will be easier it's a practice isn't it yeah. and, and like you say it's like building up that muscle mem- memory so yeah it's really powerful I mean the only final thing I'd, I'd like to say on the on the marathon thing is I remember like on the day driving to the marathon I had all sorts of text messages coming in people you know kind of cheering me on and um, sending me lovely messages but some people were asking me about the wall and what I I was going to do when I hit the wall what I discovered was there actually wasn't a wall it's just something that everyone thinks that that's what's going to happen but in my mind it was like there was no wall at all and I did not experience that and so that just shows you again it's about what you put power to and if I listen to all those comments yeah yeah maybe I might have struggled at the 17 mile wall that everyone talks about a lot of power in in your thoughts and what you choose to listen to is interesting so yeah you can definitely do 20 press-ups <laughs> well, I have to the way our instructor pushes us. <laughs> yeah. So anything else in terms of how have you yeah. taken some of those elements and brought them into the business, your coaching business, maybe your role at Brave? It's kind of taking those beliefs, knowing that actually there's patterns of behaviour that get in the way of business, stories about ourselves that, you know, totally get in the way of business. So, you know, a really common story that people say is, oh, you know, I can't do public speaking. You know, it's just sort of breaking all of that down, really. I mean, everyone can publicly speak and everyone can run a marathon but we just think we can't for me I know it's about making a commitment and um, really deciding and then once I decide something it's really just breaking down the steps and and kind of breaking it down into sort of bite-sized goals so you know what does that look like in a daily to achieve xyz goal in three months so that's kind of how it's helped me definitely in in business is sort of yeah having a goal and then just breaking it down yeah that breaking down is is important because anything complicated or or feel too big if it's until you start looking at and go okay well I can do this this part of it now or or work with someone else on that there's an article I found about you on being truly me is that right being truly me yeah I might share that I will because it's got a photo of you at the end with your husband I think oh yeah that's my husband yeah um that was after the Brighton marathon all right still smiling at the end which is great (laughs) this is a nice little article talking about from mum to marathon runner and a little bit more information about you and some of the workshops that you you deliver definitely worth a, a read right so I want to move on from that and just talk about 
uh, something that we're doing in terms of, I guess, stretching myself. Uh, I've got a little story on this. I, I wanted to help with this uh, charity or this charitable action called called Do Action, um, which is a, a one-day hackathon. Um, and they happen all around the world. I think this is the second in the UK. And the idea is during one day, we uh, produce a website for a charity, whether they have one or not, but we'll produce them a new website from start to finish. And it's all given free. All the time is given free. People are supported throughout that process. Um, it's lots of content creators, designers, developers coming together to, to put that project um, together. But I felt a little bit, I had a slight bit of imposter syndrome when I was approaching it. I mean, I've done uh, web development and project management for 20 years. And even coming to this, I think, well, this is complete. it feels completely outside of my comfort zone. I know I wanted to do it because it seemed like a fun thing to do. It's going to be really helpful. It's a way I can support a charity. But in terms of the doing, I, I really was hesitating before I pressed the button, but I'm, I'm glad I have. Charity entries are closed now. They've got their five charities that they're moving forward with, and they're just looking for um, developers designers and a few project managers the charity we're um, helping or supporting is the Cheltenham and District Carers and Families or CADCAF and uh, actually we've got one position available we need a, a designer excellent so if, um, <laughs> if this goes out and it hasn't been filled and we there's a designer then do have a look but if not there are some other positions available for the other charities um, all very worthy I think it'd be fun you get to meet a lot of other WordPress uh, developers and designers so definitely worth doing and it's something we're involved in so also just to follow up on our events we've got lots of events coming up now until the end of the year. One particularly point out is I've been invited to speak at the Bath Digital Festival which I'm, I'm really pleased with because I've been there for two, maybe three years. I think the last year, Al and I were running around with our camera doing a mini sort of podcast summary of the event, which was really exciting. Um, and we got to speak to Jim Morrison, the, the runner, uh, the director of the event. But this year, I've, I managed to put in my uh, a talk that we're going to do. And it's all about how I made a plugin. And it's less about the coding and more about that challenge. You know, you're talking about having the goal and trying to mm -hmm. fit something in. I, I can do a little bit of programming, but I didn't think I could do this until... I go to a few meetups, talk to a few people. I build up that confidence and bit by bit by bit, I work out how I can do it. It's a small thing, a small feat, but very important to me. So I just talk about that. I found the time to do that in and around the day job. It's actually a free event and it's an amazing event. I don't know if you've been to it, Claire. I'd definitely like to have a look at that because it would be relevant for Brave Dog. And um, good for you speaking. That's brilliant. And sharing something that you've had a challenge with and achieved. That's great. Well, again, that's a little bit scary as well, opening that up to um, critique from people. <laughs> people and sort of trying to be honest about these things but yeah it's, it's amazing so if anyone's interested it's four days over that period from the 22nd to the 26th uh 15 pounds at the moment for a ticket for all those events um over that period of time it's amazing really so definitely worth checking out that's it i think for this particular episode um where can we find you online claire um so my website is actually being redesigned i'm changing the content and i've had a load of photos done so yes so that will be coming soon so um actually right now linkedin facebook or instagram you can find me i'm at ben Caned on twitter or you can email hello at ratherinventive.com you can find the show notes for this episode. I'll just bring up the screen for everyone to see. If you go to ratherinventive.com slash podcast, you can see all of our podcasts that we've produced there over the last two and a half years. Varying between Al and I in the early days, we've got interviews with lots of different people. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts. You can go on Stitcher or, or TuneIn, or you can um, subscribe on uh, YouTube as well if you want to, to see us in video. If you want, do want to support the podcast, if you find it interesting, do rate us on iTunes. That does help um, us get found and we're going to get more viewers and, and sort of, it, it gives us a thumbs up that we're, we're doing the right thing. We're, we're moving in the right direction. Um, and don't forget our sponsor 
sponsor Inventive people, do go and visit the site, join the club, Inventive Marketing Club, and make sure you get your free ticket from by emailing hello at uh, ratherinventive.com. Thank you very much, Claire, for your time. It's really interesting to, to find out about your journey and where you are now, and hopefully see you at another one of the workshops at some point. Thank you. It's been great. Ticket, boom, 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 